But to me, it was a question about um, how, how you would define soft systems and soft machines. And so you, yeah, you, um, you focus on designing an electrostatic dielectric customer. So how do you see the soft robot? Do you think we have to focus on passive material and active at the same time, or only active material or smart material? So how is the definition for soft system for you, soft robots, looks like for you? <laughs> it's a hard question. So I think there's two aspects to a soft system. One is the sort of the softness part of it. Essentially, what is the mechanical spring constant of that system? If I push on it, how much does it deform? And, and the other is how far can I stretch it before it breaks? And so mm -hmm. sort of coming back to the, the, the first part, the spring constants are active versus passive. I mean, I, I'm going to claim that I'm a soft machine. I, I, have, I have hard teeth and, and a rigid skeleton, but, yeah. but mammals are, are basically soft because a part of our body is actually has a low Young's modulus, but also if you push on me, I can deform my body so that I, I essentially absorb that and I effectively can have a soft, a low spring constant. Um, mm -hmm. And that, and so there you could actually then have completely hard systems that, that feel soft because of, of excellent control. Where you can't push the hard systems too much, even with control, is how much can you actually deform them? How much can you stretch them? And there, I think, is when, when we think about soft robots, that's what we really think about is something that you can deform. So like an octopus that can squeeze through a tiny little hole or, or, or even a mouse that's able to, to squeeze itself through tiny little passages. Um, or, or, or a snake that can swallow prey that's ridiculously large compared to the snake size. That, that's where we get to a soft system. And I think we're going to have to deal with the same way that in our body we have hard and soft parts and stretchable and less stretchable parts. I, I think a, a very effective soft robot is going to have to combine uh, more rigid and less rigid pieces. And some parts will have trivial control and some parts will have more sophisticated control. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe I could ask you a bit. You mentioned very uh, interesting example. When we look to the nature, why do you think maybe we still lack maybe replicate what we have? For example, octopus so you can change the shape and confine the places. What do you think? Maybe the missing pieces here. Do you think it's about material, developing material, or maybe structure or morphology? How do you see this missing pieces that replicating what the nature already have figured out already in in the example you mentioned? What do you think the missing piece we have? Or we are in the right direction? How do you see this kind of analogy we have in the field? Well, I think one thing, well, there's several, there's, there's several parts to that. One is, do we actually want it? Do, what, if we could make an octopus tentacle, apart from being super cool and amazing, would we, who wants one? What, what would we do with it? And then there's a more direct answer to your question is what are we missing? So I, I love to start my talks with this. There's this picture that there's some biologist who did a study on if octopuses have a preferred tentacle. So they basically threw Rubik's cubes into an aquarium with octopuses. And they looked at which tentacle they used to pick up the Rubik's cube to figure out we're, we're right or left-handed typically. Does an octopus have a preferred tentacle? Mm -hmm. And that leads to a picture of an octopus holding a Rubik's cube. And so I'll try and answer your question with, you know, can, can an octopus, what, what would it take to make an artificial tentacle or two that could solve a Rubik's cube? It, it would take a lot of things that we don't really master right now. We'd have to have amazing distributed sensing. Mm -hmm. uh, you would have to have distributed actuation with, with extremely fine dexterity, but also enough force to actually twist the Rubik's cube. You would have to have soft energy storage. You'd have to have some distributed 
computation. You probably want some computation locally at, 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 at the tentacle tips and maybe some more central control further up. And, and so each little piece we, we have steps to, and then there's a, a huge integration challenge. How do you bring all this together mm -hmm. is, is something that's quite difficult. The whole system engineering of things as opposed to making individual sensors or individual actuators is, is very challenging. And I think it, it'll happen more when we can define a real application where there's a, a, a significant benefit to doing this because of the enormous effort it requires.